What's your Perfect. favorite alcoholic beverage? If you love being in a girl group, this is totally for you. Some people call us overwhelming. Yeah. Love it or leave it, we don't care. No, but we want you here. Yeah. Welcome to you. Can sip, can with, sip us. with us. I'm Colleen. I'm Ashley. Happy, How are you? Happy Tuesday, everybody. Yeah. We were just right before coming on air. We've had a little warm up. We were talking, surprise, surprise, Taylor. Taylor. Because yeah. now we're a handful of days away. People are shocked that they're like, oh my gosh, you're planning so far in advance. It's like, no. No. We're Taylor. seeing her first show. It's so next week. I saw on TMZ the it's other day week. that, yeah, it's this week. It's a cup. We're As within striking distance. This. Yeah. Taylor is probably in Arizona right now. And there's so much excitement, I think, for the whole thing. And it's like so fun to be doing. Like, it's just so fun. All of this is so fun. And we've Uh been waiting since Loverfest Mm -hmm. before the world shut down. Mm -hmm. And then the world shut down. Mm -hmm. And this this is like. This is a big moment no matter what, but it's especially big given the last couple of years. Yeah. I saw on TMZ. Did you see this? That they're changing the name of Glendale for a couple days for to honor the Taylor yeah, Swift. Yeah, but then they didn't concept. say what the name was. They just kept saying they're changing the name. They're changing yeah. the name. People are doing Taylor inspired. It's like, well, what is the name? Yeah, what, do we have to wait. Like, probably what is, out you know? by the time we've recorded this. Yeah, but if not, WTF? But I thought that's pretty major for a town to recognize that. Yeah. Because she warranted. kicked off her rep tour here too, and they didn't do that. When we did the rep tour, um, we were like, because when, okay, when she did 1989 tour, mm-hmm. she had all these special guests who mm-hmm. would join her. Remember? Right. She's like, oh, yeah. oh, and then Shania Twain's coming out or whatever. Justin Timberlake and the Victoria's Secret Angels and like Selena, everyone joined her. Mm-hmm. But she did, no one joined her when we saw. In Denver. in Denver. Well, I think who who joined her, it was like a local dance, like a high school dance team or something. Remember? Yeah, was a- she was like, Denver, you're blah, 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 blah. And we're yeah. like, who the fuck are these We people? got like a basket weaver. Yeah. We're like, okay. <laughs> like, nothing. No. And then I thought, oh, for sure, for the kickoff, for rep, I was yeah. just waiting. Who's she right. going to bring out? Right. And I'm not going to be hopeful this time around because really yeah, I all think- I want is her, but I do wonder. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get something kind of special for the kickoff? Because she's yeah. got to know anything she says or does on this performance is going to make a lot of waves because it's the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's right. pretty massive that we're going to the kickoff, I feel like. Yes. Yeah. And I do think like there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I'd like a special guest. I'm also not hopeful for it because of the last two. Yeah. Um, but then the other side of it is like, it's a little Rihanna in that she doesn't really need a special, you know, right. like her thoughts could be like, I can stand on my own two feet by myself. Yeah. You know, like I don't yeah. need a special guest. She never did. But anyway, I don't know. Cause it was like when Rihanna did her Super Bowl performance, we were like, where are the guests? Where are the guests? And then after it, you look back and you're like, Oh, she's making a statement that she can, own a halftime without any special guests like she can do it all on her own so there's value in that yeah but there's also like okay well then why do all these other cities get a special guest yeah everybody should get a special guest or nobody should right you know we should yes. be rewarded we for should being be. the first people yes 
Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so that's happening. We've been talking about Taylor. We're still deciding on outfits. Well, I'm you're set. Pre- Yours I'm, is amazing. I, I'm pretty, I mean, I'm 90%. I don't know what shoes and what the underlayer is yet, but I've got very good options for shoes and very good options yeah. for the underlayer. So you have everything in I your have home at my house for yes. what you need. I am yes. Hot Mess Express. Yeah, you've got still stuff flying to you, flying <laughs> to your door. I have you j- right before you so push play. So many different directions. Mm-hmm. I told Ash the options that I have, and essentially they cover every era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Dumpster fire. Speaking of dumpster fire, we talked over on Patreon. Uh, that's where we record Friday episodes, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash you can sip with us. We were talking Vanderpump a lot last mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was speculating. We were speculating, doing a lot of speculation. Yes. And then one of the um, hunches that we had is like that part of the. So for those of you who don't know these reality TV show well, everyone knows about this, even everyone if you don't watch a Vanderpump. But like yeah. there was an affair that had happened. And I was thinking, like, are they going to come out of it as a couple? The two people who had an affair. Right. Yeah. Or was it the thrill of getting away with something and all, all these other things? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then someone wrote back. Uh, when I say wrote back, they comment. So when we post on Patreon, like people over there who are part of our Patreon club can double fist or soul sippers can like reply on the episode. Yeah. And I always love seeing like their comments because yeah. they're awesome. And uh, Erica wrote, here's some data. Like here's what she's seen from affairs. Five to 7% get married. So that's not very many. No. And then from that number, 75% get divorced. Whoa. So I think it's safe to say that Raquel and Tom aren't working out. No, not long. Certainly not long term. Yeah. I don't think Tom is because there. So a lot has come out since we recorded Patreon, which was just two days ago. And you guys were recording this early. So a lot will come out even by Tuesday when you guys are listening to this. Um, but there have been podcasts now that have come out and uh, more details about because there's been podcasts from Vanderpump people who have been talking about exactly what happened, what they think is going on. And a lot of them have said, I think this is the tip of the iceberg. Like there will be a lot more cheating. Like Tom is not a one woman man. So. And wow. it's looking like he's an, a lot of people are saying he's a narcissist. Like he's very into himself. Yeah. So, uh, that is a core need that, you know, it's like Tristan Thompson. Yeah. You're like, you want to be mad at them, but you're like, God, this person must be so freaking wounded to do something like this. Right. I don't think, I don't remember if we talked about this. I know we talked about it on Patreon, um, where I had this thought, um, when I was hanging around someone and I, I get into the specifics on Patreon, but generalized here where I thought, God, you know, at at a surface level is like, I don't want to be around you. You're kind of annoying. You're a little bit toxic. And deeper level, uh, I had this realization of like, why would you ever choose to be like that? Like Mm. you have no, uh, uh, essentially it was like, I had so much compassion for them because I thought 
they don't have a choice in the matter. It must be really painful to live in a brain like that, that is like so insecure, that is constantly seeking validation. There's no way anyone would ever choose to live like that. So I also have compassion for him and for Raquel. Uh, It's so unfortunate that this kind of stuff happens where you are really hurting someone that you care. Because I do think he cares about Ariana. I think Raquel also cared about Ariana. I think they care about themselves more. Mm-hmm. And they're feeding their ego more and maybe that adrenaline rush and getting seeing what they can get away with and all kinds of things more. So it sucks that someone's going down in the crossfire. Yeah. But I do have compassion for people who must like that's the only thing I can think is that they are so insecure that they need that ego fed. And yeah. a monogamous relationship isn't gonna do that because it's like there's ups and downs. And you he's with this person for a decade, you know. I mean We've been married for over a decade. It's like in together longer than that. You you lose some of that initial like lust and lust or, you know, like it just goes away. And then it evolves into a deeper love and connection or it leaves you seeking something, which I think is what is happening for Tom. And then yeah. Raquel has come out and said, I'm going to therapy for my codependence. And I can see that. Like you can see it in this season that she is just so seeking love and belonging and she is doing anything to find it. And it sucks because I think they're both going to go through sort of a mental health crisis right now because they're doing it so publicly and so painfully. But I do have compassion for them because like does not seem like a healthy individual's kind of behavior. No, no, you know, no. And I'm also glad that it's all coming out like this because good for Ariana can move on. Right. It's not good for her, but like this is bad. But right now also, she's devastated. But dude, to straight to just it's the right. It's better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, uh, we don't have any more hangovers, but something that is. Uh, we got hankerings. Hankerings. Yeah. And something who holds me down. <laughs> okay. Week in and week out. And I'm talking about. Hello Fresh. It's time to make mealtime easy and delicious. Okay? Get out of your rut, guys. I know you're having the same old things week in and week out. Yeah. Make it Hello Fresh, make it easy, make it delicious with fresh, wholesome ingredients delivered to your door. No lines, no hassle, just great tasting meals you can whip up and enjoy in the comfort of your home. March is National Nutrition Month, and Hello Fresh wow. makes it easy to choose delicious, dietitian approved meals. Simply look for the dietitian win tag on their menu choices for meals under 700 calories and with one third less sodium. So, Chris and I, every single week, or sometimes we'll go in and we can pick for like multiple weeks in advance and we'll browse the menu. And we totally use these tags for like, do we just need something kind of quicker this week? What does our mm-hmm. week look like? Or are we going to have a little bit more time to get some of the more uh, like we, we got Elaborate. one that's like a shepherd's pie. Right. Which is so, so good. Delicious. We're like, oh, yeah, we could totally whip that whip that up. They give us everything that we need. And I, you know, on the weekends, I try and like. I'll go out and I'll get creative with recipes. And it's a lot of work to triangulate. Like, what do we have in the pantry? What do we need to go buy? It's not cheap, you know, to be like going and getting sourcing all these things. And it takes time. And during the weekdays, I don't have that kind of time. Mm-hmm. And I love that what I'm getting is just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Easy to follow instruction cards. Has everything pre-portioned for me. Takes all the guesswork out. 
so I can just focus on that family time too. It's what I love, but I know we're putting something wholesome on the dinner table. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SIP60 and use code SIP60 for 60% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash SIP60 and use code SIP60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay. Do we want to start with... Do we have any heavy, heavy hitters this week? I yeah. want some heavy hitters. Yeah. Okay. You want to just go like straight, straight into straight the... Straight to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's go. This Let's one's, go. This one's big. Oh, God. It's okay. anonymous. That's how you know it's big. Oh, yeah. Hello, ladies. Love you. Love your show. I listen every week religiously. My situation... And by the way, you guys, this is... Uh, we're doing Two Sips Tuesday. If you ever want to give us a heavy hitter or a light hitter an easy hit, whatever, anything you want our opinion Any or advice hit. on, email us at you can sip with us at gmail.com. So uh, here we are launching in. Hello, ladies. Love you. Love your show. I listen every week religiously. My situation is my husband and I have been married for seven years. This is like uh, reminiscent of what we're just talking about with Vanderpump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have two kids. We used to be very passionate for one another. Mm. Recently, I have felt much less interested in my husband. Mm. He has been increasingly helpful around the house, but it feels like we're roommates. Mm. I care about him immensely, but I'm just not sure if we are in love anymore. Mm. A side note, I've recently reconnected with an old friend. Uh, There's always been some sort of an attraction between us. We've run into each other several times, and each time it's like we're magnets in a room. I cannot stop thinking about him. And I wonder if it means anything or if it's just because my husband and I are not doing well. I wish I could have a break from marriage to figure out my feelings, but my husband would never go for that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, you're certainly not alone. Yeah. Actually, I think it was. uh, When did we have? We had revs. She's five can't remember. It felt like it was around the seven year as well for us um, that things got hard. But I just think kids are bad an element. Um, I don't know if you heard when I said on the podcast, I read some statistic or heard it or something a while ago that said the divorce rates go down by like 70% when your youngest child reaches six or something. Mm. And I've also seen like TikToks or reels. One time it was, um, it's like a couple account or something. And she said, I think it's a parent account actually, but she made the joke of, um, like, turns out I don't actually hate my husband. I just needed to not have the kids around. Like when basically it was like her in the car going to date night. And uh, I can't remember what she put on the screen, you know, it was a reading thing, but it was like, essentially you sort of think like, do I not love you anymore? Did I fall out of love? Am I not enjoying you? Or is it just because we are in so such high demand right now. And it is like going from one task to the other. There's a lot of care tasks involved and there's not a lot of couple connection time when you have littles. And, uh, I just think what you're experiencing is extremely normal. And I had some of these same thoughts too, of like, wait, was I, are we not going to make it through this? Because this is hard and I don't know. It feels very roommatey. Um, And I just want to normalize that for you. I can't say whether you should stay or you should go or what this is with your friend. Um, 
But my thought is like, I would work to uh, fall back in love, whatever you can do to fall back in love. If that's prioritizing some sort of date night, even after the kids go down or like, I think that there is a lack of connection that happens when you have little kids at home because you're so exhausted at the end of the day, you don't have a lot left over for your spouse, but doing it tired, like connecting tired, whatever that is, um, and prioritizing your relationship, because I don't think that it's you fallen out with of love with him. I think it's that life is really hard right now and your guys' attention is needed elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I would not really entertain this thing with this friend because, of course, the grass looks greener on the other side. But it is greener where you water it. And you're just f- spending a lot of time romanticizing this idea that maybe that is a better fit for you. And I can promise you with 100% certainty that at some point, if you did leave your husband and you went and got up with this friend, there would be a low in that relationship too, that you would have to weather and, you know, wonder, um, are we supposed to be together or not? So I would double down on the marriage until you're like, that's honestly what I had to do. I had to double down and be like, I am staying here until my youngest is six. Um, and I'm going to fight for this. And then, cause if it's not the right marriage, then it's not going to be the right marriage six years from now, but I'm at least going to fight because what if it is the right marriage for me? And it's just a hard time, you know? So, uh, and that feels really weird to say out loud and admit, but I think it's really important in this situation that you know that it is normal to go through hard times and to feel disconnected from your spouse. Yeah. And like, Okay. If we take all the emotion out mm-hmm. and uh, strip this just down to numbers, mm-hmm. we led this episode out with the statistics. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to work out with right, this other guy statistically. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, no, but on a serious note, you know, there are kids involved that changes everything. And you're not seeing this clearly right now. Um, because it's coming out of like, you're not seeing this clearly with this other person right now because it's coming from a place of like questioning what's happening within yourself and mm-hmm. within your own marriage. So to Ashley's point, like you got to get that stabilized, um, and endure a bit here and like, a, like take out, like, it's just not, uh, and probably shouldn't be, we shouldn't be made to feel like it's all a fairy tale. Right. Yeah. There's, you know, something to be said about like having a great roommate is like in this stage of life with young kids, there's going to be t- chapters of that. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like in a lot of ways with young kids, you're in survival mode. Um, and it's not bad to have a partnership when you're in survival mode where you're really taking care of each other in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We got, uh, message that starts with help exclamation point. Okay. 
Ash and Call, love the pod. Started listening during COVID lockdowns and have been obsessed ever since and never miss a week. I am a first-time mom with an amazing with an amazing six-month-old daughter, Navy. My husband and I have been struggling the past few months with getting her to sleep on her own for longer than an hour at a time. We have finally gotten her to fall asleep completely on her own and stay asleep for up to six hours at a time. Oh, wow. We lay her down on her back, but she instantly rolls over onto her stomach in order to self-soothe and fall asleep. Everyone assures me that this is okay, but I'm having major anxiety about it. I have dealt with anxiety my whole life, but when it comes to my baby, it's 10 times worse. Now, instead of getting so much needed sleep, I lay awake for hours. I'm writing you this at 3 a.m., watching her on the baby monitor to make sure she's okay. I'm terrified she will end up face down and won't be able to breathe fully. Any advice on how to deal with this anxiety or even just validation that everything will be okay would be much appreciated. Well, this is another thing that's absolutely normal as a mom. Um, and you've seen tons of horror stories and heartbreaking stories about, you know, kids, especially up to a year. Um, so I think it's really normal to have this sort of, that's why I love the outlet and I gifted the outlet to the people that I love the most because I was that Pete, like constantly waking up in the middle of the night, checking to make sure the oxygen and heart rate was normal. Um, because it's such a normal thing to have like this anxiety, but, and I remember having the same conversation with my doctor. So I would urge you to go talk to your doctor and your pediatrician, but my doctor said the same thing that everyone is telling you, which is lay that. Yes. Back is best, but if they roll over, you can let them sleep that way. Like they are strong enough. Um, and it is totally safe. If you've got a breathable mattress, like don't have pillows and blankets and anything like that in there. Um, even the crib rails you're not supposed to have, you know, but like the, um, the decorative stuff that goes around the base, have you, you know, right. what I'm talking yeah. About? Yeah. Um, so don't have anything like that. But if you've got a breathable mattress, like you, what I did was I shoved my face into my kid's mattress and I would breathe and you can, you're supposed to, they make baby mattresses for that reason that they're breathable in case their face is down. So we use the Newton baby mattress. There's they're probably all certified for that. So, um, I would shove your face into your kid's mattress face down and see if you can breathe to give yourself that peace of mind. I would talk to your doctor about it and he or she will normalize that for you and say, yes, your baby is perfectly safe. Um, and then if you really need to, I mean, it sucks to do it when the baby's six months cause it's an investment, but the outlet is, yeah. was a huge peace of mind factor for me. Yeah. You're it's, in this stage. Yeah. Right I was going to say, it's funny because, um, uh, Ellie just rolled over onto her stomach to sleep two ni- two nights ago. Oh my gosh. So this is super relevant. And I yeah. remember with Ben, the first time he rolled over on his tummy, I was like, <gasps> yeah. and I just was really nervous about it. And I did talk to my doctor, to his the pediatrician about it. And I remember the pediatrician said, oh, once they can actually do that, that means they're strong enough to be fine. Like their body won't let them, shouldn't, right? If everything is going well, shouldn't let them suffocate. It will like make them move. They they have the ability to lift their neck up to, if they have an obstructed airway or something. And then Ben actually ended up sleeping a lot better um, that way. So, and if you know, you're saying sleep has been a challenge and you're getting a decent chunk now, but it might be that your baby's uh, actually ends up sleeping better this way. Um, but yeah, talk to your pediatrician. We have the outlet. So that did give, it did give me a lot of peace of mind with Ellie and with Ben. Um, the other thing I'll say is, um, we just changed Ellie out of the Merlin 
but for between so like the merlin sleep suit is i swear by it um like in between like a swaddle and then kind of more of the freedom so it um even if they can roll over on their tummy outside of the Merlin, it takes babies a lot longer to be able to roll over on their tummy in the Merlin. And once they're able to roll over on their tummy in the Merlin, you can't use the Merlin anymore. But I would imagine your baby would not be able to roll over on their tummy in the Merlin quite yet. At six months. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean the fact it, that he's rolling at all is impressive, but yeah. Yeah. Like it took Ben a year to be able to roll over in the Merlin. Mm, mm-hmm. And Ellie can get to her side. Uh, yeah. So we're just like, ah, it's time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Ellie's nine months. So you have potentially a good three months to, if plus, to try the Merlin. But that kind of keeps them on their back. If it's really just not, if you can't invest in the outlet and you really can't relax after talking to your pediatrician, I bet you could find, like, we found a um, a couple Merlin suits, like, because they're kind of, they're on Amazon, but also, like, we were surfing, like, Marketplace and stuff for a yeah. lot of baby items this time around, especially the stuff we knew, like, we just needed a backup one because we had mm. Ben's old one and we wanted a backup one for, like, in the, when you have to change Washing it. Yeah. and whatever, yeah. Um, so try the Merlin, too, but definitely talk to your pediatrician and also just, like, yeah, everything that Ashley said, I'm an anxious person person an anxious mom and i got wigged out the other night but if it's getting to the point where you're staying up all night checking the monitor like you can there's things that can help support you yeah because that's not good no that's not good that's get that's getting too far into the anxious lane and we need to bring you back we need to bring yeah and your brain if it if you let it go unchecked it could really spiral yeah. So like mm-hmm. the anxious feelings are normal, but like staying up all night every night because of this is not. So like get mm-hmm. get on this pretty quick with some some of these things that we're suggesting so that you can like rein rein that in. Cause that's yeah. you gotta get sleep, otherwise things are gonna start to get like really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Speaking of babies. Speaking of babies. Uh for a lot of us. All right. The start of the new year feels like it's the right time to schedule doctor's appointments and check in with where you're at health wise. But what about your reproductive health? Did you know one in eight couples struggle with infertility? That's a lot. That's staggering. Mm -hmm. And most people don't know or aren't ready to talk about it. That used to be me because it's like sensitive, vulnerable, right? And sometimes it's just confusing. Good data and information about our bodies in order to help have informed conversations with our doctors and make the best decisions for ourselves and our futures is what so many people need. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with the simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within six business days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels like your ovarian reserve, like if you have more or fewer eggs than the average person your age, and other factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones for $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash SIP, you can get $20 off your first test. Plus, you can get reimbursed through FSA, HSA. Uh, So listen, if you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, you got to know where you're at and get clinically sound information about your body 
that you can use to help make decisions that are right for you. I love this partnership of ours with Modern Fertility. It makes it so easy to get help for information you need to take a lot of the fear, the vulnerable feelings, the confusion of not knowing what the next best step is out so you can get started on learning more and make this whole process feel empowering. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash sip. That means that your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash sip. Modernfertility.com slash sip. Uh, okay. This is a, you, you asked for heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. Uh, this is about as heavy. Oh, wow. Okay. Not maybe. It's probably not, but it's heavy-ish. Okay. 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 Uh, Ash and Call, help. I just found out my boyfriend has a gambling addiction. I've suspected it for quite some time, but it's been a major impact to our relationship. He constantly borrows money for me starting to put a strain on my finances. I love him. I want to help so desperately, but I don't know how to approach the situation without causing an argument. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you're going to have to get over the causing an argument thing mm -hmm. because this needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like one thing with a gambling addiction that's really hard is you can't see it and it's not like as destructive, uh, like on the surface or something, you know, as like an alcohol addiction or something like that. Um, but this is a very real addiction and addiction is disease and he needs help. He needs an intervention. He needs something we have seen firsthand what can happen with a gambling addiction and it is devastating. So I don't even think this is something to like, like, screw avoiding getting into a fight. You yeah. need support. You need help. This is very real and can be really scary. Um, so you got to kind of like move the emotions of like, I don't want to disrupt or upset. Like he might not be ready for help, but then you got to be ready to kind of move on because like addiction shit is scary. And, um, I just think there needs to be a discussion. He needs to get help. I would not loan him money anymore. Maybe you need to talk to a therapist or an addiction yeah. counselor to be like, what do I do? Am I enabling him if I give him money? Like what, you know, so that you can support yourself. Um, I feel like it's, it is hard because if it's like an alcoholic, people can see it, you know, at your holiday parties or like your friends and family. And then they're worried about you, but this is sort of a silent addiction that you, like you can hide better. I feel like, um, yeah. doesn't mean that you need less support. Like, yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Call? She's not going to like my thoughts. And this is like not what I feel like I should say. It's just what my gut. It's just pure like gut. It's like they're not married yet. There's no kids. This is already like – and just uh, maybe some of it is some context that I have from the last couple of years that is um, an acquaintance. I'll put it that way. Um, and seeing just like impact of this. So like, I think it's because of that, that my gut is just saying like, run. Like you've seen how dangerous. Just run, mm -hmm. run, 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 run. But the, the, the thing the about that that's part, hard, because she loves yeah. him and she wants to support him. And also people, I know also know people who've worked through 
things before they got married that were severe and it worked out. Mm-hmm. So that's why like there's there is some balance and it's why I don't feel like it's what I should say, but it's just like what my head keeps screaming is like dude, and maybe it's at the middle ground is like you can't come at this being afraid to lose the relationship because there is no relationship, there is no healthy marriage unless both people are healthy. And there is a serious issue right here that needs to be addressed that he needs to um, heal. This is, it's not your responsibility to heal him. He has to heal him, but also he needs to, you need to heal you. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it's that, hey, this cannot progress or this is on hold until this is addressed. Um, and this is something that might not ever go away. And so I think as you're making decisions about your life, you also need to get introspective about what it is you want. Because this isn't just necessary. It might be something there's like definitely programs, therapy, Gamblers Anonymous, like things, right? That can like keep, that can heal and keep him on the right course. This could also be something that comes back later in life or something that is just ongoing. And that's not necessarily that it's like going to cause a bad marriage or bad relationship, but you have to get introspective about what is it that you really want? And like, does this align? Mm -hmm. Right? And it is okay if the answer is yes. And it is okay if the answer is no. We're all going to have shit. And that's actually part of the beautiful part about marriage is you're never alone. Right? Is like, Mm -hmm. we're all going to have things. And um it almost makes like if you can work through this, that commitment, right? To like death to us part. It's like, all right, that, you know, you'll have really worked through something. But this is very serious, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. And to Ashley's right. point, screw the argument. Screw like the argument right now would be healthy. That would be really good. This is all gotta get blown up a little bit to surface and come up with a plan. But also for you to not just be focused on the plan for him, but be focused on the plan for you and how you're doing and be very honest with yourself. Yeah. Cause that's what I mean where it's in a gambling addiction is different than like drinking or drugs because we see it and we're like, this is going to kill you. And the gambling doesn't have like that. So like I, as you're reading her email, I'm thinking she's thinking we can handle this, but like you can't, he needs professional help. You probably need professional help. If you're going to stay with him, you need to get his family involved. Like people need to know because it is very scary. It is as scary as alcohol addiction, you know, like oh, it yeah. is very. Well, real the thing. thing with gambling too is like his family and your family, everyone for sure needs to be aware so that mm-hmm. I hate to say this, he doesn't have like other people In to England. go to and continue to grow debt and get money and they think they're helping with something and it's things you don't know about. Like this has to be like very, and he's going to feel very uncomfortable, but yeah. like that has to be part of the conversation of like, Hey, this is what I need to feel comfortable in this relationship. And if you don't feel comfortable, like telling people about this so that we can get support and put a plan together, then this can't, our relationship can't continue. Right. And he's going to feel maybe betrayed by you. And it's like, he's allowed to feel that because this is actually doing the right thing by him. Yeah. By putting it out into the, you yeah. know, respectfully and kindly. And I'm sure you will because you love him and care about him. Uh, but this is, you can't play. No, no. Um, okay. Let's lighten it up a little bit. These are yeah. some of, uh, from Instagram. So send your two sips to you can sip with us at gmail.com. But we had done a little Instagram call out a while back and these are the, some of the ones we didn't get to milk chocolate or white chocolate milk. Neither. I go dark chocolate. 
all day. Yeah. Who are you? Some sort of health goddess? Get the hell out of here. Yeah. I'm a Dark, when people say, my sister does the same thing. Oh, I just love snacking on dark chocolate just a little bit every... Blow me. Yeah, I love dark chocolate. I legit no. love I dark know chocolate. people do. It just seems unbelievable. Well, believe it. You're seeing it. You're seeing it. <laughs> okay. Um, Thoughts on a partner who cheats? No, we've already talked about this. This is... Can the relationship be saved? Uh... Well, we've actually not talked about this this episode, but we both have the stance that if a partner cheats, the relationship could be saved. Yeah, we've it could s- be. It could we've be. seen it happen. Getting married. Uh, okay, getting married. What does AITA mean? I don't know. AITA? Am I a total asshole? That's probably A-I-T-A. what it is. For not wanting... Oh, oh, am I the asshole? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, am I an, am I the asshole for not oh, wanting sure. anyone to stay at our house, especially with a newborn? No, absolutely not. You're not an asshole. Uh, met a guy almost two years ago, felt at home instantly, but he backs out anytime we argue. Yeah, well, that's a coping skill that he learned. Uh, so he's just doing that. So I I also kind of back out until I um, calm down. I do, if it's a real argument, I do not like arguing with John. So usually I'll sleep on it. Like I will just say, okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore and come at it with a calmer head. Well, so some people might say that's retreating, but that feels like the healthiest thing for me. So yeah. I don't think that's a problem. If he no. never wants to talk about anything and he brushes everything under the rug, that's a little bit different. But if he's just backing out, but then you guys can still communicate about things. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm fine with it. That's what I do. Yeah. And I wonder what it is that like sometimes when I would be curious, like, what him backing out makes her feel. Mm, mm -hmm. Rejected or disrespected or unimportant or something. Yeah. Like, what's happening there to where that bothers you? Right. Um, Okay. 28-year-old virgin. Do we think he's telling the truth? Just gave him his first kiss. Yeah, I think that there are people like that that exist. And I think the fact that he's copping to it is good. I mean, because I feel like what happens for guys, I mean, even if you were a female that was 28, it's just, it's so more acceptable to be a virgin as a female, which again, this is just misogyny at its finest. But I feel like there would be some shame associated. Well, he might be very proud. Maybe it's a religious thing, right? But I feel like you would start getting in your head about it. Like, is it weird? Probably in high school, if for sure college or your early 20s, when everyone else is having sex and doing that and you're like, oh God, I haven't done it yet. Is something wrong with me? And uh, then it probably becomes like even bigger in your brain. Yeah. I, I don't, I, why wouldn't we believe him? Yeah. Um, have, did we answer this one? Uh, <laughs> um, my, my boyfriend only listens to heavy metal music, but I can't stand it. Oh, did that sounds ta- familiar. Did we talk about that one? I don't know. When would we say? What do you think we said? I don't remember. Tell him he can, when he's driving, he can listen to it. How when do I driving, get them to understand my musical taste? They don't have to understand it. You just get mm-hmm. take turns. Yeah, you just take turns. Yeah, but also if... Boundaries. Heavy I, metal music that would, would drive be, me off a cliff. That is freaking hard. That's that a tough is, one. Re- like if John loved heavy metal... And he put, like, I can't, Metallica was, like, one of the most popular bands ever. And they're not even that, not the heaviest of the metal. But if that ever comes on in the car, immediately I hit next. Yeah. I, can't, it, I do not like it. 
is yeah. not calming or therapeutic. No, I listened to the, I did That'd like a, a Peloton and it was like, um, cause they have all different kinds of music and it was like a bar workout, but it was heavy metal. I don't know why I turned it on. It was like metal oh, wow. music. And I, by the end of the workout, I'm like feeling all kinds of feelings that are yeah. ragey. And like, I'm I like, need therapy. This had the opposite effect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. This is funny. My boyfriend uh, sings in the car, but has a terrible singing voice. Who doesn't? What? Yeah, he should break like, up with you. What? <laughs> the problem is that he has a bad voice. Okay, I listen, mean- listen. Chris can sing on tune. Okay. He also doesn't sing in the car to music. I do. Yeah. But it would bother me if I was dating or married to me, I guess, because it would bother me if someone was always singing along. I always sing along. Right. But that's the thing. But I don't, I want to hear my own voice. I don't want to hear someone else's all the time. Really? Probably not. So you just subject Chris to it. Yeah. I actually love when John sings. He doesn't sing that often though. Maybe that's why. But I love when he sings to the music. I would, I think I'd love it if Chris sang, but not all the time. Well, I am also like you where I sing every time if there's a song that I know I yeah. sing it and I sing it loudly and obnoxiously especially because I have kids now and so it's like you know yeah. an entertainment factor uh and I think that so we've just discovered a little double standard for you there Colleen yeah I know <laughs> I know okay we what do you what's your advice for this fan uh drugs or break up uh take separate cars What's her solution? I don't know. Break Hate up. Hate your life. Break up. Break up. Break up. Break, no, don't break up. It's a deal um, breaker. I think that what you should do, terrible singing voice, is... Wait. What? I just had, a, I just had an, another thought. Okay. Okay. So here's, here's one thing. I said he should break up with you, right? Okay. There was this guy I went to high school with who thought he had a really good voice. So... Every year on my birthday, and he would do this a lot, he would come up and he'd start, happy birthday, and he'd put his arm around me, right? So he's arm around me, my face is right by his face, and he was singing to you. So, and it drove me crazy. It was like, made my skin crawl. So yeah. if he has a bad voice, but he thinks he has a good one, that would annoy me. That, that. That would yes, annoy Yes, that's me. what I'm envisioning when I'm envisioning, okay. like, what would set me off is like, if they're singing all the time and, and it's think not they're trying good like because they're like oh i'm a good singer yes. and you're like you're not a fucking good singer yeah because that's okay so i mean i think you gotta time, be honest I, don't, I think you have to say like hey when we're in the car sometimes i really just like to listen to the music or hey, maybe we could listen could to you podcasts shut the together. fuck up hey <laughs> hey babe shut it <laughs> yeah hey babe i brought duct tape Let's play um, a little fun game. So then I can see where if he yeah. thinks he has a good voice, like hey, can he you doesn't, sing, that but would be also very irritating. just sing at volume zero. Yeah, just sing in your head. Just you can mouth move your it. lips. Uh-huh. <laughs> just pretend. <laughs> hey, I think we saw those situations clearer. <laughs> You've been waiting. This is your big moment, Ash. <laughs> wow we really got a clear handle on those situations for oh, sure yeah. <clears throat> and we weren't even wearing our War- warby parkers imagine if we were warby parker it is eyewear inspired to 
make what uh, inspire and impact the world with vision, purpose, and style. Offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. Warby Parker is committed to providing you with exceptional vision care. They have everything that you need for happier eyes. So I feel like when we first started working with them a couple years ago, they just had eyeglasses and sunglasses. Now they've got contact lenses. And I just ordered another pair like six months ago. And I saw you can, I went out of my house and did an eye exam. I didn't even know. You could just do it straight through the website now, which I just think is incredible. Their glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. And the coolest thing is you can try Warby Parker's free home try-on program, which means you'll go online, you can select the home try-on options, and then it'll filter and you can pick five pairs of glasses to try at home for free so you can see what they look like on your face. There's no obligation to buy. It ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. And then you send them back so you know what they look like on your face, but they're so cute. The design is incredible. They sponsored like one pair for us years ago. And I now own probably four, five, six pairs of Warby's. They're just all I do. I don't do anything else for my glasses. Only Warby's now. Yeah. Right. They're so good. You guys got to check them out. Yep. Try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash sip. Five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash sip. Time to rant. Land the bird. And rave. Oh, okay. So the other day, I make I make toast. Yeah. I pull it out of the, the toaster. Right. And it's warm. And then I think, what do I want? Oh, I want some butter. Oh, yeah. But I only have cold butter. Oh, I... So then I pulled the cold butter out. And then oh. I thought, now I did this to myself. Right. I can only blame myself, my issue. But I thought, restaurants who serve... So cold butter on toast in general is the worst. That's the No that's the better rant. way to just massacre a piece right. of toast. Your day. But then, if you are a restaurant, especially like a breakfast restaurant, or you yeah. serve dinner rolls, like an Italian restaurant where they, they give you free bread, but then they give you ice cold sticks of butter... Yeah. You should be sent to jail. You should be sent to the Better Business Bureau. You should be yep. shut down and not allowed to operate ever again because it is a travesty among the top tier travesties. Yes. It is horrific trying to spread cold. And I've done this before where they serve hot rolls and then you put the roll, like I've tried to set it on top of the butter to like warm the butter up, you know? Yeah. And it's just, because I don't want to eat rolls without butter. I hate when it all melts in one spot and then you go to spread it after that yeah. and you can't oh, yeah. get any can't. track because no. it's just it's gone down it hasn't gone across right or yeah. then you're also just like well frick i want butter so you try to spread it but it's just basically you have one cube of butter in one bite and then like just barely it's like you breathed butter onto the rest of the bread you know yes. but you didn't actually get any butter on it yeah so the cold the cold butter trying to spread it on something yes awful you know, that's the rant awful yeah Last night, two nights ago, we started. Um, do you remember the Malaysia Airlines flight that crashed? Something long, Wu Too Low, Bang Dang Ao. <sighs> that one killed like 300 people. Yeah, but do you remember, is that the one where someone said she read it on air? She thought she was breaking the news. 
Oh. Is this the same one? It was like years ago. She was breaking and someone wrote in the fake. She's like, we have the names of the pilots now. Like, oh my God. I don't remember that. You don't remember this? No. Okay. So I don't know if this is the same flight you're talking about. But Oh my gosh. Okay. So there was a, a flight. Uh, this was back in 2014. Um, Netflix just yes. did a documentary about it. Yes. Where the thing is, is I remember it crashing the flight 370, MH flight yeah. 370. I remember it crashing and I remember them not being able to find the plane. Right. And then shortly after that, another flight crashed, but it was, it turns out it was shot down by Russia. Oh, okay. um, then I don't remember ever. No, I was just like, you know, stories happen. Things move on. Well, Netflix just released a documentary about not the one that was shot down by Russia, but MH Flight 370. I didn't know it was still like one of the greatest mysteries of all time. Oh. For flight crashes. Because don't know where it is. Yeah. And there's all these theories, right? So they like broke down one theory. Then they went to another theory. Then they went to another theory. And the next thing I know, I'm watching this on the couch. And it's the most interesting theory, the third one that they're getting to. And the next thing I know, I'm feeling someone tap on my shoulder. And I missed the whole thing because I'd fallen asleep oh. on the couch. <laughs> and I was so oh, into yeah. it. Right. I was so into it. And the next thing I know, I'm sawn logged. You were so out of it. <laughs> Slobber down my cheek. Yeah. Oh. Come on, Colleen. You needed it. And you this is it. happening. This is happening more and more, though. The rant is just not this one time, but I'm having a harder time. Mm-hmm. staying awake mm-hmm. on the couch mm-hmm. and I got a big problem on my hands because we just got a shipping notification or whatever for our other more comfortable couch that we ordered oh, yeah. that's coming I'm, I'm lost cause yeah because it's you're like oh this is a bed now I mean game over yeah you're gonna have to start watching tv standing up to be able to sit <laughs> Yes. That's the thing. That's I'm gonna have to get duct tape for, for my eyes. Yes, so that it just won't blink. Right. I'll just, you know, uh huh. Glue my face open. Oh man, I know. I was just talking to a friend about aging. Yes. Just the God. And then yesterday, so we're at this baseball game yesterday. We did spring training, and it's a bunch of retired folks that are there because it's like middle of the day, you know, and uh, also Arizona. This lots of snowbirds here. Right. And I just feel like. All they were doing was complaining. Everyone around us was just complaining about like, oh, that baby should be wearing sunscreen. Oh, I can't believe the ticket prices. Oh, can you believe they've got this um, clock thing going on? What's going on with that guy? Like, it's just like tons and tons of complaining. I'm like, is this is this what we have to look forward to? Is this what we do now? Because I feel like there's this age where it's like, you're happy, happy, happy. And then you get into this grumpy, curmudgeon phase. And then... Once you live through that, because like my grandparents that are 95 are happier than anybody I know, you know, it's like, then you get past the like, I'm going to complain about every little thing and technology and all of the, you know, because then, yeah, they're bitching about their cell phones and like all just all kinds of things. And I think, is that where we're headed? Yeah. But not to mention all the bitching, but like, are we also headed where we're just, we just fall asleep? Yeah. We can't think and like, you know. Yes. What's going on? What's happening? What do we have to look forward to here? Right. Gotta be something good. Speaking of, what's your rave? Although I do like sleeping. My rave is, well, okay. I think I might have referenced this term on Patreon a couple weeks ago. But forever, I feel like it was sort of 
a braggalish, braggadocious thing when you are a minimalist. Like, yeah, they just don't need a lot. They're yeah. low maintenance. Sure. Right? And I feel like for a while I tried to act as if I was low maintenance. Like, I don't really care where we eat. That's fine. Yeah. Especially if I was around people other than, like, if you're with your husband, they get to see all of it. It's like, sure. no, I'm not eating there. They have nothing for me there. But if I'm around anyone else, sure. Oh, yeah, uh, whatever yeah. sounds good to that's everyone that's else. Sounds good, yeah. Oh, where yeah. do you want to stay at that two-star hotel? That oh, sounds whatever great. Whatever else like, Whatever, whatever everyone else thinks. That's great, right? So I just, like, went along, like, pretending I was low maintenance and a minimalist. Yeah. yeah. And there's recently a term that's come out, I think, in the last few months. Better fit for you? That's least I noted. What's that? And it's maximalist. Ah. An absolute max. I am an absolute maximalist. Yeah. And I feel like a couple, I was actually just talking to John about this yesterday. So we did like the day date at the spring training game and then we were going out. And I don't know, he just said, how many outfits have you bought for Taylor? And I said, I don't know, a lot. I've had a lot of things. Like I would never do that. And I'm like, okay, but I do that. I'm doing it. And yeah. other people think that I shouldn't do it too. They think that wearing jeans and a t-shirt is fine. Well, it's not. For and you. I told him, I said, for you. not for me, not for me. I said, I saw this thing a while ago that said, you're allowed to be high. I'm allowed to be high maintenance because I'm the one maintaining it. And, um, I said, wouldn't you rather me just sort of own the fact that I am a little bit bougie, high maintenance now rather than hiding it? And he's like, yes, that is way better. I'm way, I love that you now are you loudly and proudly, but I like that I have this term now right? We used to say, oh, you're so extra. No, I'm a maximalist. Maximalist. Give me all the glitter. Give me all the volume. Give me all the music. Give me all the laughter. When people used to drive me crazy, people say, it's not that funny. Well, if you don't have a sense of humor, it's not that funny. To me, it was hysterical. Maximum. I'm a maximalist. Maximum. Maximum everything. Max out, Max. baby. I'm maxing out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's coming. I mean, the best example of this is the Taylor outfits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We've bought, we've each bought 25 different options. It's, it's, you know? Oh yeah. And they're loud and in charge. I mean, you're, you're going to see us coming. Yeah. Watch out. Right. You're going to see us and hear us coming. Oh yeah. Not a doubt. I am a maximalist and I am proud. And I love that term. I think your maximalism fares well with my, cause I'm high spirit. Yeah. You're most I'm spirited. spirit committee. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. a nice pairing. Mm-hmm. It's a nice yeah. pairing. It's a nice pairing. Um, okay, here's the punchline. I have two I have two raves. Okay. Um, sleeping on the couch. <laughs> right? I mean, a nap. I, I was so pissed I missed it. Oh, God. But there's something about the couch that's so, at the end of the day, so cozy and warm and I had a nice blanket like like totally packed around me probably as I'm wearing a turtleneck right now but it was like a blanket turtleneck yeah you know and I had my cozy pajamas on and I shower after the kids go down so I shower and then I cozy oh, in on the couch yeah. so I'm like showered and warm and I'm just mm -hmm. like a cocoon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I take the I rest so well when the TV's on yeah the TV has to be on and there has to be like life happening. Like right. Chris is Around. actively engaged for me to right. just check out. Yeah. You feel very safe. Very. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but the other rave is that Ellie's starting to say words, like not real words, but she's starting to like clear, like, like uh, Dada and Mama. And then yesterday, that's very like, I'll play. She was looking at it. We were trying to get her to say duck. 
Oh my God. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Because that could go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it could. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So let me find her little video. Oh, this is Cat. You can't really hear it, but just, you know, you can hear a baby voice. Okay. Get the idea. Uh huh. Cat. Cat. So, oh my God, that's very clear. Yeah, she's starting to like, she's going to be a communicator for <gasps> sure. Oh my gosh, that's wild. And it'll be cool to see um, if she, because I feel like Max started communicating a lot quicker than Revy did because yeah. he had Revy to look to, you know? Right. So it'll be cool to see like once they're able Going. to communicate with each other and stuff like that's And... Um, Rev is sometimes, I mean, Mac's pretty clear now, but for a while she had to be that we'd be like, Rev, what is he saying? And she would yeah. know what he was saying. Like, oh, she helpful. The, um, yeah. Little like translator. The, what is that translator. Yeah. Nice. So Ben will probably be like, oh, she wants oh. her, she wants the dolly on the ground. Like, oh, <laughs> there you oh, go. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ben. Oh, that's so cute. Oh. Yeah. So it's crazy because, yeah, Ben didn't – he was not an early talker at all. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I was like, wow, he definitely was not saying words like this early. Yeah. But I think it's the second kid thing. Right. You know, she's got mm-hmm. him and she's keep trying to keep up. You right. You know, she's trying to keep right. up. So yeah. it's really cute. But oh, makes my I little heart that. melt. Yeah. All right. Well – You guys make our heart melt too. You do. We love you so much. You've been coming back, what? I mean, we're, we didn't even celebrate it, but – I think we had four-year anniversary in November. Oh, my God. Didn't we not celebrate that? We're in the fifth year. Yeah, this is our fifth. Yeah. Uh-huh. We got to do something big for five-year. Uh, yeah. That's a big deal. Actually, that makes sense because we talked about this on Patreon. This fall will be five years. Oh, my and gosh. This, um, we talked about maybe doing a Sip Squad meetup like in Vegas or so, you know, something. That's so, so a five-year. That's, that's what we do. A five-year five year celebration. Five-year oh celebration gosh. with the squad. You guys stay tuned. I love that for all of us. You can sip with us always. Always. And we will see you you next next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Bye. What more you can sip with us? How about another round of your favorite podcast? We same, 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 same. Join us for another round over on Patreon. That's where we give you the down and dirty. We get raw and real we raw dog it over there oh yeah (laughs) every friday at least we drop friday episodes over on patreon and additional content it's all ad free you can sign up go to patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash you can sip with us or download the patreon app and search you can sip with us Become a patron. Five bucks, guys. It's five bucks a month. I mean, just give up your latte one day. One day Mm -hmm. out of 30 days, boom, paid for. Yeah. Yeah. Totes, kibbutz. Do it. We'll see you over there. KCO. Every Friday, guys. Love you. Bye. You're our crew. Bye.